This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 102. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Well, do-it-yourself, proven real estate marketing is here, and it looks and feels like this. You log into your account mm-hmm. and you click on a template, might be a just sold flyer, yeah. a property auction or for sale flyer, oh. or a cool Facebook banner or oh. image post. Like that. Clicking on your template throws it onto your desktop. Cool. To the left are your easy to use tools like fonts, oh, yeah. colors, shapes, and images. Nice. Double click on a line of type and mm-hmm. change it. Click oh. another tool to instantly change the color theme to your brand. Whoa. Next, click save download and print or send it off to your preferred printer. Sweet. And guess what? what? You've just cut out the middleman and saved yourself a fortune in essential regular design costs, but perhaps more importantly, you've saved a heap of time. I'm a guru. If you can drive your Facebook page, you can drive Jiggler, the creative marketing tool for agents. Check it out at jiggler.com. That's J-I-G-G-L-A-R.com. Well, I have to say I'm guilty. About once a week, I get an email from a listener telling me the big figures many agents share on the show are all about the value of the properties they sell. And more often than not, that's true. After all, an agent's fee for service on a sale for $2 million might be around 50 grand, and a couple of those bad boys every month is going to make you well over a million in GCI a year. It's just not realistic, the emails say. Our average selling price is under 300,000 and our population is less than 100,000. Your big city agents do not know my world. Nobody in a regional centre is making anything like that. So could it be? I wondered. I reached out to business partner Aaron Shiner to see if he knew of any regional centre agents who were kicking goals or scoring tries and he didn't hesitate. Here's what happened next. We're crossing the Sydney Harbour Bridge and heading north for a couple of hours up the Pacific Motorway. But instead of making a right and heading back to the coast into Newcastle, we're going left and inland into the Hunter Valley. Welcome to East Maitland, New South Wales. Population, 70,000. I counted 16 real estate businesses, but there may well be more. There's obviously turnover, and it's obviously competitive. But there's one agency that stands out. On the main drag, which is Newcastle Street, just across the road from the local Toyota dealership is PRD Nationwide, Hunter Valley. Their average selling price is less than 300,000, but get this... There are six on the team and their average annual GCI is over 800,000. In the last year, they've made 650 sales, which is more than 50 a month. So could this be it? Could this be the mythical country centre where the agents are making the big city money? Could this possibly be the podcast episode I'd been searching for to answer my email critics? I had to find out what the heck was going on.
One thing I've found almost universally doing this show for the last couple of years is that top agents and business owners are more than happy to share their success. They seem to get the whole what goes around comes around philosophy and the co-owner of PRD Nationwide in East Maitland is no exception. I'll let Luke Anderson tell his story because it's a good one. I want to say a big thanks to Luke for sharing his success. And the good news is that the next time we do a gig in Sydney, I'm going to get Luke on stage and dig a little deeper to hear more about this impressive story. I started asking Luke what he and his team are doing differently. Yeah, Ray, we, we knew we had to build a model that would allow us to do the transaction numbers that we wanted in a regional town of a population of 70,000. So we knew if we had that traditional method of an agent who was doing a GCI of 200,000 a year, we'd, we'd sort of need 10 or 15 of them to do the numbers that we wanted to do. Yep. So, And then the issue we'd have is the conversion ratio to appraisal or listing wouldn't be there. So we we changed it all about and we think, right, let's build our business around high performers. Let's help them, nurture them, get them to grow. And so when we're going out to the limited number of appraisals there are in the town, we're hitting 70 80% conversion. Yep which then allows us to do the numbers that we want to do in the limited population. Okay. Okay. Well, your your, um, your numbers for for an area your size, I think you mentioned before I press record that, that your serving area is about 70,000 people. Um, your yep. numbers are simply phenomenal uh, in, in that. I want to get into that a bit in a sec, but um, there seems to be this preoccupation, Luke, with with uh, with with agencies and and people in you know running businesses just like yours about purely getting bums on seats and forgetting about all the rest of it. So, did you ever try that model? We we have been involved and seen lots of offices in the past that have that have run the off the the model of lots of people on seats. But there, and there's a few things in our office that we don't believe in. We don't believe in the contractor model. Yep. Um, so all our all our agents are all they all work on the same splits. They're all paid wages as well. Yeah. Um. So that 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 model of having heaps of agents was never one that we liked. Yeah. Um. We prefer to to create celebrities out of the agents and build the teams around them. And that was that's always been our our goal. Yeah, your philosophy. Well, that's that's interesting. Let's get in. Let's get into your team. Let me ask you some of these key questions. Um, uh, I think in in uh, am I correct in saying that that you're going to do probably uh, about six hundred and fifty individual transactions for the year? Yeah, six hundred and fifty mum and dad sales. Right. right. So um, it's yeah, that, that's that's certainly what we're very much on track for. And take me through your team. I think you said you've got six on the team. Yeah, we do. So um, we've got both myself and Rhonda, we are um, selling principals yep. um, of the office. Rhonda's your mum. Uh, Rhonda's my mum, yes. Yep. And we've got um, the – actually, sorry, we've got five agents. Okay. Um, so we've got Nick, um, Kathy, and Reese. They are actually – Number two, number three, number four in our franchise, right? Nation- nationally, wow. um, and they're normally ranked extremely high up in other other publications as well. Um, then we've got Ryan and Scott as well that are that are really good up and coming agents. Um, so that's our team in a nutshell. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I think you mentioned that the average uh, GCI for uh, the guys is uh, somewhere like eight hundred thousand. 
Yeah, that, that's correct. The average in our office is, is very much around that 800,000 at the moment. Um, obviously, we've got three performers that are writing very big numbers, yep. um, and, uh, which uh, certainly helps that along as well. Yep. Okay. Okay. And um, tell me about your marketing, or I'm just keen to learn about how, you, how your individual guys are working and, and how you're supporting them with your systems. What are you doing? Yeah, we run a very different model as well. I mean, go back two, three years ago when all the marketing started to change and realestate.com and domain got very expensive. We knew we had to change the way we were doing things with our marketing. Yep. But we we're also in a country town. We're going and putting our hand out for $1,000 right at the start. And obviously, we don't pay the same price as the big cities but um, for, for the, the internet marketing. But getting a, a country family to to put their hand out and pay a thousand bucks up front, we knew was always going to be a risk. Yep. Um, but we also knew we had a great list to sell ratio. So with our marketing packages, what we decided to do was go, right, oh, well, we know we sell 75 to 80% of the listings we put on. And that was in a bad market. It's a, it's a good market now. So we're probably up around 95. It's just the ones that literally changed their mind. But um, so we did our numbers, right, oh, if we do our marketing package at $1,200, only on successful sale, yes. theoretically, we're getting yep. $1,000 on sale or withdrawal yep. just by working the numbers. So um, for us, the, the marketing-wise, we, we want to take away any objective there is, um, just take away any reason for the vendor to say no to us. Yep. yep. So that's I how we it. worked out, changed our it. marketing. So that's that's uh, I guess what I'd call well they call it no sale no charge I I, uh, I I like I prefer to call it risk free selling so when you make that yep. when when you're presenting to your sellers uh, I love the fact that you're removing any of these objections and you're giving them a clear reason why they should be signing up with you straight away yeah but we've also uh, got the risk assurity where we know that we're going to get that money on eighty percent well minimum of eighty percent of the transactions yep um, so it's it's really just we're getting eighty percent of the, the the amount that that we're charging, yeah. so it's um, yeah, so it really works the same way. Yeah, Luke, tell me about your your team members, and and uh, I'm interested in in obviously your three guns. Uh, not that I'm not interested in the other guys. G'day, guys. <laughs> I'm sure they're doing really well with the average GCI of 800. There'd be a lot of people listening listening to this going, well, in a in a regional area in uh, in New South Wales of 70,000, these guys are averaging 800. That's a that's a story there all by itself. But what are what what are the what are your top top guys doing as far as day-to-day prospecting do they do it what are they doing it and how what are they doing and how yeah we've got three all our, our top performers are completely different um which is really cool um now the, I, I there's i actually do a few talks on this and the i've got one that i call a social prospector right where it's all about sporting groups and his network of his massive network of friends yep Okay, um, and just picks up so many referrals from within that group. He's president or, or was coach of the local soccer club and just really works that social prospecting. Nice. Okay, then the other one of the, the other, uh, so that was Reese. Then Nick is uh, the most unbelievable committed person you would ever see. Um, I mean, uh, my biggest fear with Nick's burnout, where in the office at 6 a.m., out of the office at 8 p.m., 
um, just religiously follows, makes the calls. And we're not talking about cold calls. This is just people that when he first started, buyers that came through that he's kept in contact with. Um, so they're very much the, the modern prospecting technique. Gotcha. Um, and then and then Kathy, well, Kathy works in a whole different scenario where she sells a lot of small rural. Um, and so in, in that category with Kath, I mean, it's amazing. She's just got to really work the buyers where quite often in that market they're trading up, trading down. Um, so that they all run completely different prospecting methods. Um, obviously, with Kath, there's a lot of letterbox dropping. Uh, there's a lot of um, in the community around the houses that she's selling and getting to know the people. Yeah, interesting, interesting. I know you've been working with Aaron Shiner for for some time because uh, yep. Aaron was the Aaron was good enough to give me the heads up and he said, look, you've got to talk to Luke Anderson from East Maitland. The numbers they're doing are phenomenal. I, I, uh, the first time I was there, I couldn't believe it. I had I had to shake my head and uh, he's been, uh, he loves his time with you guys and been doing really well. Tell me about, um, I just mentioned that sort of as a sidebar because uh, uh, yep. I just want to do, acknowledge Aaron's input. Luke, tell me about... Yep. Tell me about your support. How are you supporting your team? And I, I ask this question because um, a lot of the people that I work with one-on-one, -on -one, a lot of my coaching clients uh, uh, either don't get the support, um, don't know how to get the support within their office or, or they're not offered, um, or the structure seems to me to be terribly wrong. Um, what are you mm. guys doing? Yeah, support's the, the, the big thing, and that's that's all about our – growing the agents and for them to grow it grows us so we've although we've only got the seven eight people that, that actually list real estate um we've then got the tier below them where, where all the agents run a buyer manager below them right and the bulk of them also run an administrative assistant as well below them but i run um and, and for the, the, your american canadian audience I, I actually run our office like an nfl football team okay tell we've us about that offense Defense and special teams. Okay. Okay. Um, so the the offense is obviously the sales department, um, and then then you've got so we've got the the agents, then we've got the administration staff. So we've got the the admins that work for the agents directly, and then we've got the agents that work for the office directly. Okay. Um, so there's three ad, admin uh, admin staff that uh, basically handle the three parts of the transaction. So new agencies in, then instigated to exchange, exchange to settlement. Okay, okay. Cool. So each of those is a different role, and we've over the process of growing and growing and growing, we've basically had to pull roles apart to and, and create jobs that I'd never even heard that existed in, in real estate. Yep, yep. Um, to, just to to streamline the process. Yeah. Now the the. The other part of our support and coordination is we run a, a all in house. We've got our own. Uh, we've got two full time photographers, full time videographer, a full time floor plan drawer, um, and then we've also got a full time social media coordinator. Okay. Okay. How many properties uh, would you list a month? <sighs> Lots. Ideal is seventy. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So um, that that's growing. At the start of the year, our idea was about sixty two, sixty three. Okay. Um, but you've got to bear in mind as well that the in regional, and I know it's probably very similar in the city. We work on eleven months a year. Okay. Um, because half of December, half of January is a write off. Of course, 
of course. Let me just yeah. let me just rewind for one sec. Uh, Reese, Nick, and Kathy. Um, do they all have their own buyers agents? Yes. Okay. And do these buyers agents turn up on a Saturday as well and and help out with open homes and stuff like that? Yes, yeah, we're very cautious there where obviously the, the, the client is employing the agent. Yep. So we, we've really had to work on our systems and uh, basically getting the, getting the agents really good with communicating that they are a team. Yep. Um, but a lot of the agents also work the model where um, they float and so they've got their buyer managers who are opening and closing the open houses but which allows them to be there for the important parts of the open house. Okay. Okay, so so your 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 rock star agents, I guess, or your better agents, or if it's happening throughout the office as well, I'm not sure, but um, they're they're completely free uh, uh, to focus on the pure dollar productive activities or the blue dollar actions, as I call them, the the five or six things that are that are directly making the money, yep. while. The buyer's agents are doing things like taking buyer inquiry, doing second inspections, um, d- turning up to do building and pest inspections, uh, returning buyer calls uh, and helping out at opens and, and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, and, and in our office, again, for, I mean, a high performer in the city, um, they're probably only really, I mean, the average fee is probably 20 grand. A million-dollar rider would do 50 transactions. Yep. Um, for, in our office... A million dollars is 110 transactions. Okay. Okay. So the the numbers are, are really amazing. And when you think about it, I mean, yes, the buyer managers are doing those booked appointments, the meeting the pest and building inspectors, bank valuations, um, doing finals. But just the sheer volume of negotiation and, yeah, meeting prospective clients, having vendor meetings, which were very – we really like to see. Um, obviously, in the, in the market we've got at the moment, that they're not the properties aren't lasting the four weeks to or three weeks to get to that first vendor meeting. Yep. Um, but in in the when the market goes a bit more normal, um, and our days on market go from sort of forties where they are now, out to eighty, which is more of a normal market in the in the mainland region. Yep. Um, that that's when it, that's when we've really got to be on point. Yeah. Cool. Because I'm just looking here and doing some numbers. Your 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 gross GCI uh, throwing everybody in together is somewhere between five or six mil. Am I right? Uh, a bit over. Um, we'll, we'll probably, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll be well over six. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, have any of your systems come from your franchise PRD, or have you developed them in house? Um. Uh, yeah. At the start, we got we certainly um. Got a lot of help out of um, franchise and 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 other offices. Yep. Um, we we are very lucky in PRD the fact that the three biggest offices in the franchise are all forty minutes drive from our office. Right, right. Um, so so we do get to play off each other a lot. Yep. Um, and in fact, the two biggest offices for transactions in New South Wales are both PRD offices. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that so. I suppose things that haven't been come up with before. Um, Myself, Mark, Dane, and Bruce, we all would talk about and know what other problems are out, and then we try and we're probably dealing with issues in the industry 12 yep. months before most offices see them. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Interesting. I asked that question because lately, like I'm talking the last six, eight months, I'm getting a lot of people, a lot of agents asking me because franchise fees aren't cheap. 
Um, they're asking me, you know, do I need this? Is it working? Am I better off building my own brand? Um, mm. You you guys have uh, have done very 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 well with the brand, and and I guess you're getting the support you need, which which makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, and I think the people get the wrong impression of what franchise is about. Right. Um, where for us, franchise isn't about a, a, a magic box that you open and they show you this is how you do this, this is how you do that. Um, uh, for us, it's more about a, a group of agents that well, there's always someone I can ring that would know more about a particular subject than I do. Yep. Um, and so and I'm big at franchise meetings where I talk about team sport, where let's make this a team sport, um, where it's a, let's share our ideas, let's be open about it. Um, but for us, franchise is about branding and about recognition and about having the, someone there that we can always talk to um, that might have gone through a similar situation before. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. Um, interesting. Luke, what, what advice would you give to somebody who's, uh, and I get this one a lot as well, they're a, they're a fairly senior uh, and doing very well in a, in a team, looking at, looking at going out and setting up for themselves. Uh, if you had your time over again, what would you do differently? Yeah, it's a, it's such a big question that because this is the biggest issue that's that, and this is the reason why agents move about so much, and I call it the squeeze, yep. and where most principals just try and squeeze for that last dollar, that every last dollar, they they might be advertising really attractive splits for the agent, but they're hitting them with. Fees on this, fees on that, fees on the marketing. I mean, you look at the one of the big offices franchises out of Sydney that charge two hundred and fifty dollars just to coordinate the marketing for every single sale. Wow. I mean, that's the agents get squeezed. They don't. They don't move because normally they don't move because they don't like the environment. They move because they feel like they're getting done. Yeah. And and that's um, and and a lot of the time you can understand. Yep. Um, but we we really try and take away those reasons we we're very open with what the with the way we we pay our agents um it really opens up at the top end um and, and we we don't um how should we say it? we don't squeeze that last dollar yeah yeah we make sure that they're making just as good they're, they're making a great great living out of it um because we want a bit we want to create that environment well you're essentially creating millionaires from what i can see and you you're uh yeah. you're you're keeping your you guys very very happy. You're rewarding them, and yep. um, it sounds like a it sounds like a pretty amazing environment. Tell me, tell me about your your database um, uh, communication. How many how many people would you be keeping in your database? How many contacts? Yeah, the, the, again, I, I spoke about earlier how there's parts of our business that we do very well, yep. um, and there's parts of our business where I'm ringing other franchisees to find okay. out how we can do it better. Okay, and I'll be the first to admit our database is. Not what I would like it to be. Okay. Um, and it's certainly something that we we are working on. But um, when I always try and pick two things in the year that I want to work on. Um, and this year for me it was mainly about how do I change our systems so that we can minimise the amount of time the agents are in the office. Yep. Um, where I really want to avoid that burnout, I want to make it so they can – Go away. Everything's cloud-based now. We use um, cloud servers. So the, my this year was all about going, setting it up so it's remote, 
and uh, unashamedly also so I could take a, a three-month holiday in the middle of the year. Nice. Um, so th- and we, we achieved those goals. Um, next year for, for us it is social media and database. Okay, okay. What would you say would be the number one challenge in your business right now? Mm, um, You're obviously looking to grow. I mean, it's. Uh, um, I mean, I, I think when a business isn't growing or planning to grow, they they're going backwards. Yeah. What would you say is the what what's on what's on your mind as the as a priority in the next? Well, say, well for months? us for us to grow, um, so our number one priority um, is basically let's keep in better contact with better information to the clients that we've had. Yep. Um, which is so grow that from from the database grow from social media. Yep. Um, um, for us to grow, um, I should say, in a normal agency sense, we've got to expand our area. Yeah. Okay. Um, so looking at going more up into the Hunter Valley, up around the Cessnock, maybe the Singleton type area, um, to grow that way. But that's certainly secondary. Um, I think there's a lot of things we can do better. Um, th- so yeah that'll be about that that's interesting that's interesting you talk to a lot of uh you know you do a lot of training and you mix it up with a lot of people and a lot of you know a lot of real estate principles in in and around your area and beyond and i'm not going to ask you to name any names or anything but as a general observation where do you think and maybe this relates to the market a little bit because things are changing but where do you think agents are making the big mistake with their with their teams at the moment? Yeah, as far as principles, I, I really think there's there's two big categories. There's the first one is they've got unreali- unrealistic expectations of the agents, and they're trying to have a one system fits all where okay. every agent is different. So you've really got to work on what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, and help them build a model around it. Um, I mean, I spoke earlier about our social prospector. Um, so then we've got the one that's on the phones all the time. You work out what are their strengths, what are they good at, and, and build it around that. Where uh, yeah, if you've got an agent that's set in their ways and you say, well, I want you to make 50 phone calls a day, you can whistle Dixie. It's never going to happen. You may yep. as well just yep. give up. You, you work on yep. the strengths. And, and also – um, something else I know you're a big fan of developing the culture, but um, you know agents try to try to sometimes they try to buy it or try to import it, but um, it's it's something that's got to come from within, pretty much. Uh, I completely agree, Ray. The, I get a lot of principals will ring me and say, "Luke, how do you, how do we how do we change the culture? How do we build the culture?" And I always yeah. say, "Well, start with yourself. The first thing you've got to do is work out what culture you want in your office." Yeah. Um, now, I'm a big believer in, in the, the culture that I like is, is, is what I call social pressure. Um, it's where all the agents perform so well, they all lift the other agents around them to perform well as well. And if an agent isn't performing well, they feel like they're letting everybody else down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's the, the one I, that, that I'm a big, big fan of. Um, but a, a lot of the, the culture is stifled right at the top. And then we've also got a big rule in our office, which is called our, and I hope I can say this, our no dickheads policy. Okay. Okay. Sounds like a good policy. Yeah. Do you think, so, do you, uh, do you think the US government uh, should adopt that? <laughs> they probably should. But, um, yeah, with our no dickheads policy, I don't care if someone's writing a million bucks and they come to me and say, well, I want to join your team. Yep. If I don't think they're going to fit in the culture, they're not invited. Yep. Or this is this is the big thing. 
if any of my agents don't think they're going to fit the culture, they won't be invited. How did you recruit your team? Where did that come from? Yeah, One at a time, ha- I guess. Yeah, very much so. Well, our, um, well, Nick started, and this is a, a brilliant story, and Nick won't mind me sharing it. Um, back about eight, nine years ago, we ran a recruitment night. And um, in, in comes Nick. He, um, his mum filled in the form for him to come in. Um, and we sit through the night and he applied. How old was for, Nick? Nick had just finished school, 18. Okay. Might have okay. been 17. And um, applied for the job to put up our signs. And drove, drove the office van around, putting the directional signs up, putting the signs up and down, doing letterbox dropping. Nick has worked every role through the sales division. So from that job to an administration type assistant to a buyer manager into an agent, worked right through the system. Um, so and so that's Nick. Um, Reese, we did bring across from another firm, um, and, and Kathy um, also came across from another firm. Ryan started from within as well, started through our ranks. And um, uh, Scott came across, but uh, we're we're a big fan these days. You read that there's only two ways you can enter our office, and that's that you can show us that you meet our GCI threshold, that you're writing the numbers that we want to see that aren't where you're not going to miss appraisals, or yeah. you come through as through the ranks as a buyer manager. And if you come through yeah. the ranks as a buyer manager, it's 200 sales, and you've got to be showing that you're bringing in 10 listings a quarter. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well that's uh, that's that's pretty amazing, and I guess if you create this culture, you know, going back to what we were talking about, if you if you make it a fun place to work, it's a productive place to work, and and everybody's everybody's pulling in the same direction. You're going to attract the people you want. You're going to attract the people that uh, that fit the family photo, I guess. Exactly, exactly, and 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 it gets around that that that's the place you want to work at. That's yep. that's the, I mean, I, I'd love to use the analogy like Macquarie Bank. That's where you go if you want to make it. That's that's what I yep. wanted to. That's what I wanted to develop. Yeah, that was well, our goal. When you're in a, I grew up in a in a smaller country area, and and you know, news travels fast. You know, in the city, things can get a little bit lost, but uh, in a regional centre or in a, in a smaller country city uh, or town, uh, you know, news travels fast. People talk. Mm. Certainly do. Um, mate, it's been it's been terrific to chat. I'm 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 basically out of questions, and uh, you've 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 pretty well answered uh, a lot of the stuff I was go- I was going to ask you anyway. So I just want to say congratulations. I think uh, you know this this we we do focus a lot on on some of the rock stars in the in the bigger cities, but it's it's lovely to get out of town, and you, you're obviously you're in a beautiful part of the world. I haven't been to East to Maitland or East Maitland a lot, but uh, I do know it's a beautiful part of the world, and um, uh, been lucky enough to visit some of the wineries in the Hunter as well. So um, yeah. it is it is a lovely place. So congratulations on what you're doing and thank you so much for your time today. No, thanks, Ray, for having me. Certainly enjoyed it and it's been a pleasure. Thanks, mate. It's no coincidence real estate's top agents use real estate's best software. Locked On is so popular with top producers because it's laden with features, but so easy to use at the same time. Backed by the number one support team in the industry, agents say Locked On is fast, reliable, and like having two assistants. If your real estate software and systems are holding you back, 
Why not experience the ultimate cloud-based solution and take your productivity to the next level? To get your free 30-day trial and for special discount for life deal, go to LockedOn.com forward slash Ray. 